Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I hope you are well. All is well with me. We're getting nearer to Easter, which is very exciting. Lots of chocolates, lots of chocolate eggs. Yummy. Um, Have I done the Lent in preparation for it? No. I did think about it, but I just thought, no, I can't really... I can't really give up chocolate for that amount of time. So what I thought I'd do is I would just not eat as much chocolate as I will at Easter. And I think that's fair and reasonable if if that's okay with you. But yes, very excited about that. Oh, and I've just hit the microphone. Sorry, I hope that didn't make a horrible noise. Oh dear, very poor standards from the get-go. So how this podcast is going to be, I don't know. But bear with and we'll see. So first book I want to talk to you about is written by Ellie the book is written by Ellie Griffiths and it's called Dying Fall. Now you if you've heard any of my podcasts you will know that I am really loving this series of books. They're the Ruth uh, Galloway series. This is number 5 I believe um in in the series and each one gets better and better. So if you like the first one the crossing places but you thought it was good but you wanted more I promise you keep well promise is a strong word but for me I promise you keep going it does it gets better and better and the characters are just developed in a in a beautiful way it's it's in a way a comforting read yes people are getting murdered as you go along but it's still a comforting read because you really know these characters you've been with them throughout well for me five books now and I know I've got the other five sitting there waiting for me so I do need to find the time to get on and read them but um, it's brilliant. So you've got the, the the problem, the murder of that time, but also you've got the backstory and the history of these key characters on the side of the police and the uh, archaeology, so um, Ruth Galloway. And it's, it's just great. So this book is, um, it says, uh, as I've said before, Dr. Ruth Galloway is a forensic archaeologist and spends her life looking at death. But in this book, death has found her with the news that her longtime friend, Dan Golding, has been killed in a house fire. Ruth's grief soon turns to suspicion when she receives a desperate letter from Dan sent the day before he died. He had made a groundbreaking discovery and was petrified of the consequences. Ruth is compelled to travel north to investigate further, alongside DCI Harry Nelson, who is also drawn into the case. But where Ruth goes, so does her daughter Kate. 
this time the risks are even higher so if you like a mystery you want some twists and turns something that's well written if you like a series then you need to try these because they're great and I love a series I love to get to know the characters more and when you're comfortable with an author and can trust them um, it's just it's just easier because you you're going to grab that book when it's published and you're going to just inhale it and consume that book um, so it's just it's just really nice to find authors that you trust and characters that you trust as well and certainly I'm really glad I started that with Ellie Griffiths and it makes me think I need to start more series there's other authors that I haven't started yet so yes I just need more time and then I can read more books and life will be perfect there we go so that is Ellie Griffiths who and the book is Dying Fall and it's about number five in the series think they're up to about 12 now in that series so far uh, but who knows there may be more but that's very good and um, the next book I want to talk to you about is called Watching from the Dark and this is by Geetha Lodge now you uh, will have heard me talk about Geetha's first book that I enjoyed She Lies in Wait and this is the second one in the series um, let me give you the, bl the blurb so Aidan Poole goes online late at night to Skype his girlfriend Zoe to his horror he realises that there is someone else in her flat and Aidan can only listen to the sounds of a violent struggle and then the chilling sound of silence. Aidan is desperate to find out if Zoe is all right. Why doesn't he call the police? When her body is found, DCI Jonas Sheens and his team take the case. They soon find that no one has a bad word to say about Zoe, a big-hearted young woman at the centre of a curious web of waifs and strays, everyone relying on her for support. Each of these so-called friends is hiding dark secrets and buried resentments, and one of them has been driven to do something unspeakable. Or might Aidan have the biggest secret of them all? <gasps> da, da, da. Sounds great, doesn't it? Now, for me, second books don't always work. You find a story that you really enjoy, an author that you love, and uh, the next book comes out in the series, and you think, great, and you grab it, and suddenly it lets you down and that can often be the pressure on the author suddenly instead of just writing for joy they're under contract they're under pressures um, the situation has changed well not the case for this one if anything better than the first if that's possible so yeah I really enjoyed this book the first book in the series was written much more from the children's point of view who were involved in the incident and this one much more from the adults so that shows that uh, the author can really deal with uh, different types of characters very well very good you've got great development of the detective involved in the books which I really like and it's well plotted things keep happening to keep you stuck into the story and turning the pages I had worked out who the culprit was but it didn't stop me enjoying it at all and as I've said about uh, another book you know you you can't expect not to guess because in your head I had about 20 different options that I guessed were happening and of course one of them w was true so I can't say oh yes I worked it out and that was what it was yes I, I thought that was how it was going to be but it didn't stop me I would definitely read the next one in the series I just really enjoyed it. It's out in hardback. 
and uh, it's a lovely looking book. It's a very sort of grey book with this light on coming out from one window on a building. And it's as if we're standing behind a tree looking at this house with this with this light on. Um, and watching from the dark is in white. And then in orange, you've got the phrases, you saw it happen. You said nothing. Who would trust you now? It sounds really good, doesn't it? And it is. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I will be recommending that. So watching from the dark, Geetha Lodge. Do you have to have read the first book? No, not at all. So if you come across this one, the second one, and you haven't read um, She Lies in Wait, don't worry about it. I came across She Lies in Wait because it was one of the Richard and Judy shortlists uh, before Christmas. Um, and I thought that was great very different fresh writing um, but it, if you're a fan of crime of mysteries of trying to work out who did it um, then then it's one I, I imagine that that you would enjoy a lot and I think we're going to see great things from this from this author really really good so that's watching from the dark now the next one is different bear with me on this one so it's called Heartstopper. And it's a graphic novel. And this is volume three. And funnily enough, yes, I'm testing you on this. There was a volume one and a volume two before. Um, it's a graphic novel. It's very much YA, very young. It's about um, the friendship between two boys who realise that they love each other and just how they cope fitting in at school um, the pressures on them from friends from family uh, then they go on a school trip to Paris and it's it's a lovely book it's a charming book I would say it's one that you would read very quickly I think if you just picked up picked up booked up is that even a phrase dear oh dear if you picked up volume three I think you would be a bit confused as to what the significance of the book is. Um, whereas when you've read volume one and two, you're already knee deep in the story and committed to it. And you just want the best for the characters. You don't want them to suffer and you want everything to be all right. Um, so I finished volume three, immediately went to look how long it will take for volume four to come out. A year. I have to wait a year for the next one to come out. And that's too long for me. So... There we go. But it's really, really good. It's by um, Alice Osman. I think it's pronounced Osman or Osman, but I'll go for Osman. Uh, O-S-E-M-A-N. And it, it's a glorious book. So if you um, just like different types of uh, graphic novels, if you're into YA, if you're um, looking at different ways that sexuality is explored, a really good book, really interesting one. And uh, just, just nice, just... Um, a nice sweet read, I would say. So there we go. So that's Heartstopper. Now the next one I'm talking to you about, oh my goodness, is incredible. I haven't quite finished it, but I have to tell you about it. Um, and when I finished it, I'll mention what I thought at the end, but I know what I think about this book. It's called Haven't They Grown by Sophie Hannah. Uh, Sophie is a very well-known, accomplished author. She's been writing for some of the Agatha Christie books, um, and books on her own. She runs writing courses, all sorts. She's very proficient on Twitter. Uh, and I heard her being interviewed on the Simon Mayo podcast, Books of the Year. And when I, I was listening to it while driving, and when I reached my destination, 
and had applied the handbrake and turned the vehicle off, you'll be pleased to know, I immediately started to look at how I could order this book and read it because it just sounds too good. So the premise is really a sentence on the front of the book. Twelve years have passed. The children don't look a day older. Why? And that's what the book is. It's why haven't these children aged? So let's read a bit more of the blurb. All Beth has to do is drive her son to his under-16s away match, watch him play and bring him home. Just because she knows that her former best friend lives near the football ground, that doesn't mean she has to drive past and try to catch a glimpse of her. Why would Beth do that and risk dredging up painful memories? She hasn't seen Flora Braid for 12 years, but she can't resist. She parks outside Flora's house and watches from across the road as Flora and her children, Thomas and Emily, step out of the car. Except there's something terribly wrong. Flora looks the same, only older, just as Beth would have expected. It's the children that are the problem. Twelve years ago, Thomas and Emily Braid were five and three years old. Today, they look precisely as they did then. They are still five and three. They are Thomas and Emily without a doubt. Beth hears Flora call them by their names, but they haven't changed at all. They are no taller, no older. Why haven't they grown? And the book essentially looks to solve that, solve that mystery. Um, you might think, well, that sounds unbelievable and unrealistic. And in some ways, that's what you have to ignore, that sort of niggling feeling as you read it. Because it's just, it's a great book. It's written very well. Um, I love the characters. The Flora has um, a teenage daughter and uh, this teenage daughter is brilliant. She's... Um, tells it like it is, very dry sense of humour, really good. And it's nice to see those sort of characters coming through. Um, I, I would really recommend it. No, I know I haven't finished. I don't know how it ends. And at this point, I, I couldn't begin to try to guess how it ends. I've no idea, um, which is great. I, it'll certainly be a surprise. And um, it's another book that's a talking point, I would say. Uh, when people have asked me what book I'm reading and I've told them about this, they're all wanting to borrow it, wanting to go out and get a copy themselves to listen to it because it just sounds so intriguing. And to be able to summarise the whole concept of the story in one sentence, you know, 12 years have passed. The children don't look a day older. Why? That's it. That's all you need. You're in. Um, and the fact that they put that actually on the cover of the book. So I should describe the cover. The cover is, it, and it looks as if it's night time, but you're sitting looking at this mysterious house. So there's a sort of a walled drive and gateway that, that you're behind. So you're on the outside. And then behind it is a house all in darkness. There's one lit window and there's one person. You, don't, you can't tell who they are, but there's one person look, looking out of this one lit window. And you're just wondering, is it one of the children? Is it one of the adults? Is it, is it an alien that's landed? Who is that person and what is their story? Um, so really good. I'm so looking forward to finishing it and finding out what happened. And I'll look forward to telling you more about that. But I, it's a great book. It won't let me down. It won't let you down. Really, really good. So that's Haven't They Grown by Sophie Hammer. Great. Um, and then finally, I wanted to talk to you about an audio book. Now, it's by an author that I've enjoyed listening to a lot, uh, L.J. Ross. 
I'm sure that you've heard of her, of her books, DCI Ryan, all of those sort of books, really good. And this one I'd seen because it's got quite a bright red standout cover um, that's sort of a mixture of people and daggers, which is very interesting. But it came up on Audible. Other audiobook sites are available as the deal of the day. I think it was £1, £1.99. So I thought, well, I can give it a go. It's only seven hours, seven hours and three minutes, I thank you. Um, narrated by Hugh Dancy, as I say, written by LJ Ross. And I enjoyed this. Let, let me read the blurb to you. Um, from the international number one best-selling author of the DCI Ryan Mysteries. <clears throat> Imposter is the first instalment in Ross's brand new Dr. Alex Gregory series, narrated by actor Hugh Dancy. After an elite criminal profiling unit is shut down amid a storm of scandal and mismanagement, only one person emerges unscathed. Forensic psychiatrist Dr. Alexander Gregory has a reputation for being able to step inside the darkest minds to uncover whatever secrets lie hidden there. And soon enough, he finds himself drawn into the murky world of murder investigation. In the beautiful hills of County Mayo, Ireland, a killer is on the loose, Panic has a stranglehold on its royal community. Rural. Did I say royal? Mm, sorry about that. I don't mean royal if I said that. Rural community. And the Garda are running out of time. Gregory has sworn to follow a quiet life. But when the call comes, can he refuse to help their desperate search for justice? Murder and mystery are peppered with dark humour in this fast-paced thriller set amidst the spectacular Irish landscape. Yes, certainly you are sold on visiting Ireland at your first opportunity because it just sounds beautiful. Um, yes, it's quick. So seven hours, that is a very quick audio book. So you get through it quickly. It's not the most complex of stories, but that doesn't stop it from being standout for me. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought I'd worked out who it was and I was wrong. So that's interesting. And there's some more twists, even after you know who who did it. Uh, there are some more twists there. And I would very much like to hear the next one in the series. I don't think the next one is out yet. I don't believe it's out yet. That book was only released the end of October last year, 2019. So presumably the next one isn't out yet, but really good. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fresh. It was zippy. It kept focused on the important parts of the story. It gave you enough characters for you to be thinking, who could it be? Trying to form your own conclusions. Me getting it wrong, as I've said. But yeah, really good. Thoroughly enjoyed that one. So that's called uh, Imposter by L.J. Ross, an Alexander Gregory thriller. So those are my books for today, my lovely people. Those are the ones. Hopefully there's something in there that, that you so think sounds interesting from the Ellie Griffiths Dying Fall uh, to Watching from the Dark by Geetha Lodge, Heartstopper by Alice Oseman, Haven't They Grown, Sophie Hanna and the audiobook L.J. Ross. No, the audiobook Imposter by L.J. Ross. And there we go. Now, Sid, Sid, thank you very much. Sid sent me the loveliest email. The longest email I have received thus far. Thank you, Sid. Very good. And um, Sid's asking for my favourite book of this year, of 2020 so far. Difficult one. I did really enjoy uh, The Waiting Rooms that um, I talked about, I think, in the last 
podcast by Eve Smith, but that's not available yet. So I thought I can't really say that one. So I would have to say Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. This was a book that everybody was raving about. I know I've talked about it before. I started it. I didn't like it at all. But um, lots of comments from people were just, no, carry on. You'll really enjoy it. Bear with it. And I did. And I loved it. So maybe that's a bit about expectations when you think it's the, going to be the greatest book on this earth. When it's been hyped up so much, you immediately prejudge it. And I felt it let me down. But once I'd refreshed that, once I thought, oh, I'm going to read it because people tell me to, that I, I will enjoy it. But I, I'm not expecting much from it. At that stage, I think I just refreshed my expectations and had much lower to thoughts on whether I would enjoy it or not. And I really did. It's a beautiful story. There is a murder. There is a mystery. But it's so much more. It's a book that if you're if you find some thrillers, some murders a bit too gruesome, a bit gritty. I think this is one you would like. Um, it's something that stays with you. It's got some real <gasps> moments in it. And it's just it's it's, it's a great book. So that was Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owen. So thank you very much for your questions. Please keep them coming. Do let me know what you're reading, what you're enjoying. You know I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Email me, uh, reviews at outlook.com. And I'll be back again very soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.